and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Pastor Geshom sharing the word with us today as we continue our series called Run to Win. He exhorts us to look closer at ourselves and see who and what constitute our core. He urges us to center our hearts and lives on Jesus in order to run our races to the best of our ability. Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be meeting with you in this online experience. Even last week as we've started this new series Run to Win, we are so excited that we get to do this series. I believe all of us are running a race. And many a times we forget uh, to see that our Christian walk is a race that we have to run. And even as we saw that we started the series, uh, you know, right when the Paralympics has gotten over. And for most of you, you know, uh, you might either be involved in some form of exercise, some form of, you know, probably working out or going to the gym. Or for most of you, you know, that might be a distant thing. Um, there is an element of which God prepares us to run our race. You know, the more you look into the New Testament where God kind of like, you know, charged his disciples with a command to say, go and make disciples of all nations. There was a time when he actually, you know, spent with them. There was time when he actually, you know, uh, asked them to stay in Jerusalem so that he can fill them with the Holy Spirit. And I believe that every stage that an athlete takes to prepare himself to, you know, to uh, do the right thing so that they can run the race, not this run. You know, as we read last week, it's not about us just running a race and winning a prize, but it's for us to really finish well. You know, and most of us always focus on the fact that we want to start well. But as we walk in this Christian walk, you'll soon realize that it's in that constant communion. It's in that constant conversation. It's in that constant relationship where we listen to God. And when we start doing things, that it's our race that we are running, that we start seeing God work in and through us. And by the time we run to the finish line, we have just not been exhausted, but we have this uh, glorious uh, revelation that we get to be with Jesus in person, that we get to see him face to face. And I'm excited that even as we run in this uh, Christian race, that we are not alone, that Jesus is with us. And so just to recap what we heard last week, we saw three things. We saw we have to, you know, stop doing something. We need to start doing something and we need to continue on to doing something. So the first thing what we saw is we need to stop comparing ourselves. We saw then we have to start being intentional and then we have to continue in hope that God will help us to finish this race. Even as we continue on with this second part of the series, today we'll be focusing more on the core. For those of you who've gone to the gym, you'll soon realize that, you know, more than just pumping up those uh, muscles and, you know, doing all that cardio, there is a particular exercise that your gym instructors want you to get it right the first time you step in. And I'm reminded way back in 2008, right when we got married, you know, and uh, I got this office coupon to get uh, your spouse and there was a discount. And so we both signed up, you know, for my wife, who's a seasoned person who's actually going to the gym, you know, the instructors really didn't pay much attention. They let her be and do what she was doing because they felt what she was doing was right. But when it came to me, the instructors, you know, 
didn't allow me to touch anything. In fact, they came, they told me, you know, they're so excited that they get to work with me. And for some reason, every gym I've gone into, these instructors take a particular liking with me. I think it's more like they have a real person who they can transform, you know. And so the first thing he asked me to do was he asked me to do a whole bunch of exercises just to find out what my core strength was. And, you know, it's in that when they ask you to kind of like do that plank and do those uh, different exercises, you know, you don't even have the stamina. You don't have the strength to continue and complete what they have asked you to do. And, you know, then they go into evaluation and they say, you know what, for your body type, for your kind of weight, you know, these are some of the exercises you have to do. And core kind of helps us not just get immediate results, but it sustains us so that it we have the mobility for the longer term, for the longer distance, for completing this race in this case. And even before we go into the scripture, I just wanted to read and see what the meaning of core is and what does core really mean. Core means the part of something that is central to its existence or character. And so today, as we start running this race, we are going to check if our core is really all about ourselves or does it have Jesus in it. You know, I'm going to take our scriptures today from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 8. A lot of us know this passage. A lot of us, in fact, have it as probably wooden planks or probably worse images on our houses uh, in different photo frames probably. But let's just dive into the scripture. We're reading from the Amplified Version and it goes on to say, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. I love what it says in verse 8. I'm just going to read it again. It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. As we go back to the fifth verse, it says, Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. And so today, even as I told you about the core, the core is, you know, something that holds it central, you know, to its very existence or character. You know, if you go uh, and just read all these science books or these encyclopedias or these kids books that are there about the earth, you'll soon see that the earth's core is really intact. The earth's core is really hot. As you drill down, go deep in, it's really hot. You know, that there is an element that holds the earth together. And as humans, we really are not bothered about the core. You know, in our existence, we are all about pursuit. We are all about making sure we are getting what we want. But in running this race, which God's asking us to run, when we decide to follow Jesus Christ, we are not running our own race. We are running his race destined for us. So when you make that commitment to follow Jesus, when you make that commitment to say, Jesus, you are my God. Jesus, you are the Lord God of my life. Jesus, I want to follow you all the days of my life. Jesus, I want to be a disciple. You are committing to running a race that Jesus has ordained for you. 
And so, you know, most often, you know, the biggest thing that we get, uh, you know, when people who've decided to follow Jesus Christ or even from our own lives, when we've made the decision to follow, when we've decided, you know what, we want to change, we want to take that step in faith, we want to move forward and lean into God's word and claim that promise and, you know, push on, you'll see that troubles come. And so in this race, it's just not a clear race where it's demarcated for us, where, you know, it's just uh, clear, we just have to run straight, there are no hurdles. There will be hurdles because Satan does not want us to run this race. And if Satan does not want us to run this race, he will derail us with so many things. Many a times it has to do within our own minds. Have you noticed if you've decided to not go to the gym that day, it's just a split second decision that you have to make. It's just that extra stretch that you do in the bed that you realize, you know what, I think I can skip today. Or you know what, I think I can not do what is required today. I can probably give in to this dessert that is there on the table. It's that split second. We sometimes just lean into our understanding when it comes to our race that we are called to run. But God says here, trust in me. Rely confidently on me. It goes on to say in verse uh, 6 and 7, in verse 7 it says especially, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience. You know, most of the time, our biggest hurdle is us thinking we know all about it. So church, today I'm going to ask you, can we make a conscious decision to say, Lord, I don't want to rely on myself, but I want to rely wholeheartedly on you. I want to trust you. And if you've marked this for me, I'm wanting to run because you've marked it out for me. Because your word says and it promises that I have to trust you. And in all my ways, I'll acknowledge you. So today, if your core is Jesus, things start looking different. Today, if your core is Jesus, you know, your very work environment changes. If your core is Jesus, your family, your spouse, your children, probably that life partner that you've been looking for, probably that struggle that you're, you know, in the midst of, probably that relationship uh, problem that you're in, Everything will look different the minute Jesus is in that core. And the minute Jesus is in that core, things change. Things don't change outwardly. So if you notice here today, I mentioned to you about the earth. You know, we are really not bothered about the earth's core. And we are just building and, you know, doing everything around. You know, we've, you know, we've, if the more we read about climate change, you can see that it's been a problem for the last 60 years. We've not yet taken steps to it. You know, we've, we've just not taken steps to protect our very environment. And there is a lot of, you know, harm that's happening around. When we relate the same thing to our own lives, you'll soon realize when we've placed the core with things that we think are important. If I think the job that I'm doing is in the core of my uh, life, everything I build around that seems to be uh, centered around my job. If my money, if my bank balance, if the things that I own, if my family, if the name of my family, if it's, you know, my uh, heritage of what I'm bringing is the core of what I'm really believing in, everything else revolves around that. Decisions are revolving around that. My entire future is revolving around that. And eventually when things start crumbling within our core, when things, because they are all temporary, nothing is permanent, everything around starts crumbling. 
And so church today, even as we build, even as God's calling us, you know, to run this race, where he's saying, I'll build your core. Like an athlete spends time. They just don't like do two days of core exercises and then they're about their, you know, running their marathons. No, they take years on. It, they build it time and again. They do it slow and steady. They start with two. The next day, they, you know, next week, in fact, they might start with another set of three then the following with four they slowly build and eventually in time they're able to complete that race we are going to do that in this entire series where we are going to deconstruct everything that we've built where we've centered everything around ourselves and say jesus we want to center it everything back to you we want to make sure that you are the one who is our core so that when we run this race we are just not running and giving up midway but we are running towards completion so even as we make Jesus our core, there are two things which I want to highlight today in our sermon. The first thing I would like to say is when Jesus is our core, Jesus holds it all together. You heard me right. He, that is Jesus, our God, holds it all together. You know, core is that central thing to the very existence as we saw earlier. Jesus is central the minute we start running his race, he is central. He's very much the person that is needed for my existence to complete this race. So church today, even as we start this race, let us all be, you know, in a uh, attitude of like looking back and saying, God, I've replaced you with something else. I've replaced, you know, you with something that I think is important for 2021 or I think is important because it's a pandemic. I'm reminded time and again of the sermons that we've heard over the last couple of weeks. Our focus, our direction, everything has to come to Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, when he starts working in and through us, it starts taking shape in every area of our life. We not only, you know, uh, become stronger, but we also become someone who's willing to say, God, I'm all yours. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm not going to lean on my understanding. I'm not going to give in to, you know, uh, my own, um, you know, hacks of figuring this out. But I'm going to trust that you will guide me. I'm going to trust that you will, you know, lead me in everything. If Jesus is our core, our trust will be only in Jesus. Our trust will not be today in everything and anything that we think we have to place our trust on. If Jesus is our core, our trust for our marriage will not be on our spouse. It will be in Jesus because it's he who united us. If our trust for our children is on Jesus, we will trust him because he's entrusted our children to us. And we'll ask him, God, what is it that I need to be doing as a parent for my child? If we trust Jesus with our health, we will trust him that he will lead us, that he will guide us, that he will give us good health and strength. I want to take it into every aspect of our life. If we have Jesus at the center, we will trust him for our finances, for our breakthrough. If Jesus is at the center, you know, we won't be about people pleasing. We wouldn't make sure, you know, that we are striving ourselves to be at the right place at the right time so that the right people can see so that I'll get the right appraisal. No, I'll do what is asked of me. I remember what Pranita said, you know, uh, a, a couple of months back in her sermon. He said, just do the job that God's called you to do and leave it to God. God will give you the promotion. We will trust God. If Jesus is our core, we will trust him with everything. Today is your safety in this earth 
heavily dependent on the vaccine or is it on Jesus? Today, is your future heavily dependent on your finances or is Jesus your core? Today, is your job dependent on how your company earnings are or is it on Jesus? Today, is your business based on all the contacts that you've built? You know, is that your strategy or is the core on Jesus? Jesus does not want to hold a part of your life altogether. He wants to hold every area of our life. And somehow we've got this, you know, kind of like confused in our heads. We've always thought, you know, Jesus will hold my Sunday altogether. No, he wants to hold the Monday to the Saturday also. So church, can we give him that reign? Can we give him the driver's seat? Can we tell him, Jesus, come into my heart and help me work that out? As you read the Bible every day, you strengthen your core. As you pray and depend on him, you strengthen your core. As the world's philosophies come at you, you go back and ask God, I don't know. I don't know what to trust. I don't know what to believe. You strengthen your core when you ask him. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 28. And it goes on to say, Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained, the flood came with wind and waves beating upon his house. It collapsed and was swept away. By the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were awestruck by his teaching because his words carried such great authority, quite unlike the religious scholars. Even as we saw that Jesus holds it all together, are we really building our entire self on Jesus? Is Jesus the core? Or is it, as we read in this you know, uh, parable, which is probably uh, we all are familiar with because we probably must have learned it in Sunday school. We would have sung that song when the rains came down and the floods came up. But are we able to last through the floods is the question. Is our foundation really strong? For a lot of you, the question is probably, you know what, God, we've been, I've been on this Christian journey for so long. It just feels like, you know, I've placed you in the center, but nothing is happening. Allow God to shape it. It will happen in his beautiful time. Things around will start taking shape. Things around the core will start manifesting and you will reap the rewards. But give it time. The core, when it's built strong, this is a perfect example because, you know, um, when we give Jesus entirely of ourselves, he's willing to build a strong foundation. Just imagine the foolish man. He probably would have said, you know what? I wouldn't put fine sand. I might let me put M sand or you know, I won't put this kind of cement. I'll put the cheaper version of the cement or, you know, I won't put these blocks of bricks. I might put a cheaper version of the blocks of bricks. You don't know. You, we all today are so fast. We want those quick results. But when it comes to Jesus building our core, can we give it time? The foundations that were laid, the foundations that were, that have, you know, been done well actually lasts long. They last the test of time, whatever happens. So may our foundations be strong. 
Jesus, when he wants to lay the foundation strong in our life so that he can hold it all together, will start removing things in our life, will start wanting us to, you know, to obey what he's asking us to do. And it's important that, you know, in the parable, if you keep reading through uh, time and again from whole of Matthew 7, you see Jesus is saying, you just shouldn't just be hearers of my word, but you should also be doers. So today, church, I want to ask you, let this not just be another sermon that we hear and say, you know what, I felt God really speak to me. But let it be something that we put into practice between a Monday to a Saturday so that God can strengthen our foundations, so that he can hold it all together no matter what storm that comes our way. Just this week, we were traveling and, you know, I got a call from uh, a dear auntie friend and she was just talking and she was talking about uh, some work that she wanted to do. But uh, beyond the work, I just asked auntie, auntie, how are you doing? Because she had just recently lost her husband. And, you know, she said, she said, you know, it's really tough, Gershom. You know, it's tough because we've lived for so long together. She went on to say that I just love the fact that, you know, he had done so much when he was here on this earth that I get to continue on. My hope is that, you know, I will get to see him someday. But till then, I want to run the race really well. They've been married over 30 years and I was challenged as I heard from her that Lord, she's just not giving up on her race that she has to run here on this earth. She's not, yes, there was a setback. She lost a dear husband, but that's not holding her back running the race for you. And she said with all boldness, she said, you know what, I want to run. I want to make sure I'm able to do all that I'm able to do here on this earth. And I love that passion that she had. So today, as God takes time to build your core, remember, it's not for a sprint. It's for your entire life. It's not for this immediate, quick turnaround miracle that we're looking for. But he wants us so that we'll be able to last till our breath goes away from our bodies here on this earth or till we meet him again face to face. Matthew 7 verse 21 goes on to say, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day when I judge them, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not driven out demons in your name and done many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You are banished from my presence. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Even as I read from uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, uh, these verses come right before the parable that we just read earlier. Jesus wants us to be doers of what he's asked us to do. I love what it says here. He says, but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter the kingdom of heaven. So today, when you have Jesus as your core, when he holds everything together, you'll start doing all that he wants you to do. And so today, church, I want to ask you in this race that you're called to run, what is it that Jesus is asking you to do? You need to find it out individually for yourselves. You don't need to be going around asking others, what should I do? What should I do? Ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you want me to do? And many a times it starts small. It starts small with the very place that we are in, with the very people that we have within our close quarters. It starts very much within our own families, within our own colleagues, within our own friends, where they start seeing who our core is. 
and when they see that it's jesus they'll start seeing that change they'll start seeing the way we do things they'll start seeing the way we are because we are just not uh, you know doing it out of our goodness of our heart but we are doing it out of the goodness of his heart we start becoming the hands and feet of jesus because he is our core can we go on to read from colossians chapter 1 verse 17 it goes on to say the sun is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy i love what it says here in verse 17 he is before all things and in him all things hold together verse 18 and he is the head of the body the church he is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy you know it's um oftentimes the toughest to understand you know humanly speaking to understand that jesus who's in my heart how can he be supreme over everything but he is god he is god he is complete as it says here he was there before the beginning of time and he is there till the end he is the beginning and the first born he is the head of the body he is the head of the church he is everything So today this Jesus who is your core is willing to hold it all together if you'll allow him. He's willing to have the supremacy so that he'll be able to guide you into everything that he's called you to do. So that you'll be able to run this race, you know, not half-heartedly but wholeheartedly. Not, you know, just waking up and saying, you know, it just has to be a tick pack. but you're like you know lord i want to make sure i made today you know the best use of this day so that it's glorifying you you just don't run into the coming years thinking you know scared and worried what it might hold but you're running with such hope that you know god you are with me and i'm going to do greater things i'm going to have see a bigger harvest i'm going to see bigger things happen in my life because you are my core you are the center of my life So today even for so many of you the question would be you know what lot of areas in my life is broken lot of areas in my life you know I'm unable to keep him at the core because I've allowed someone else or something else be there and I've just given up I don't you know I I I'm struggling but my question today to you is would you take that chance and give it to the all knowing god would you give it to the god who's so closer to you who knows you who means best for you who you know who's not waiting for you to come and do something for him so that he can be happy and say you know oh you've done well so i'll in return do something no would you with a willing heart allow jesus to come in and say jesus i want you to be my core for those of you who've allowed you know who are probably in the midst of a broken relationship would you allow jesus to come into that core for some of you who have been struggling you know in your marriage would you allow jesus to come and be that core for some of you who have really been you know battered by you know some experience growing up that you've just you know uh, shelved yourself and said you know this is me this is what and you've just labeled yourself 
would you allow Jesus into your core so that he can come and hold it all together? For some of you who've been having that, you know, very strained relationship with your parents, would you allow Jesus to come in so he can come and hold it all together? For some of you who've been, you know, stuck in debt and been, you know, struggling to come out of it, you know, you've been, uh, you've, you've just not been able to handle and keep a job. Would you allow Jesus to come into your core so he can hold it all together? Because when he holds it, he will start changing things around. He will change your motives. He will change the way you look at things. And his word will start working in and through you. Not just for one day, but every day. Not just on a Sunday, but all the days of the week. So that you will be able to run. Run it well so that Jesus will be glorified. The second thing I would like to draw our attention to is when Jesus is our core, he increases our endurance. You know, as a family, as we were watching the Olympics this year, you know, my kids were saying, oh, they were in fact laughing at some of the uh, people who are making mistakes, who are unable to, you know, cut it out to the first top five, you know. But I had to tell my kids, you know what, these guys are the best from each and every nation. They are the guys who probably, you know, uh, finished up the heats well, finished up the heat strongest. Everyone who's there has just not suddenly, you know, one day decided I want to make it to the Olympics and, you know, applied for it and then made it through there. No, they have worked it out. They have made sure they have completed their district level, their state level, their national level. And they have been consistent in what they are doing. They probably have been, you know, making sure that their body is so tuned and it's able to last for those of them who've already been part of previous Olympics, they've probably even had to go even further to make sure they're able to endure the pressure, the, you know, the, the, the work that it will take for them to last another Olympics. So today, Jesus, when he's at our core, he's willing to increase our endurance. You know, it's just not like, you know, oh, we finished a Sunday, so my Monday was great. And then Tuesday hits me with a problem and I go down through a slump. No, that's not the case. But it's like every day, every minute, every second, literally, Jesus wants to be the core so he will be able to charge us up so that we'll be able to do what he's called us to do much better. The meaning for endurance goes on to say the capacity of something to last or to withstand wear and tear. And I love the second part because this race that we are called to run is to withstand the wear and tear and yet push through and run through and finish well. You know, it's not like uh, the date they give you on your car tires when you buy. You know, this can only run for 30,000 or 40,000 kilometers. No. Yeah, the wear and tear is there, then you have to change. But as you're running this race, if your core is Jesus, he will still give you the strength to run better. He will still give you the strength to run and finish well. And you know, I want to make one thing clear that even as we're talking about this run to win, Jesus will do it at his pace. You know, he's not going to be this coach who's next to you, who's like screaming into your ear, you know, who's probably telling you, you know, you need to run, 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 and who's just screaming it down until you literally, you know, uh, fall down and can't move anymore. He's not like that. He gently leads his children. And so today, if you are a parent, he'll lead you beside still waters quietly every day. He'll do it at his pace. He'll make sure that you don't give up. If you're a single parent, he'll do it so beautifully. He'll take you in that journey where he'll 
tell you constantly that he is with you and you need no one else and he'll journey on to make sure that you're able to run that race well so are you willing to allow jesus to be the core in your life so that your endurance increases i love what paul goes on to say in his last leg of his missionary journey you know before he uh, leaves and embarks back to jerusalem where he knows you know he's going to have a tough time the life that he's going to live after this is not going to be easy he tells these leaders from the ephesian church he tells them you know what i'm going back this is what i've done till now but i want to run the race well you know and can we just read from acts chapter 20 verse 18 onwards and it goes on to say verse 18 and when they arrived he said to them you know well how i lived when i was with you from the first day that i set foot in asia until now serving the lord with all humility and with tears and with trials which came on me because of the plots of the jews against me you know how i did not shrink back in fear from telling you anything that was for your benefit or from teaching you in public meetings and from house to house solemnly and wholeheartedly testifying to both jews and greeks urging them to turn in repentance to god and to have faith in our lord jesus christ for salvation and now compelled by the spirit and obligated by my convictions i am going to jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there except that the holy spirit solemnly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me but i do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me so that i may with joy finish my course and the ministry which i received from the lord jesus to testify faithfully of the good news of god's precious undeserved grace which makes us free of the guilt of sin and grants us eternal life a few things that jump out as we read from paul's you know final talk to the elders and even as he embarks on his journey back to jerusalem is the fact that he didn't give up even though there were hardships even though there were death threats on his life even though there were you know so many people working against him he didn't give up he didn't give up because it was not his race he didn't give up because it was god's race for him destined for him he knew who he received his race from and it's because he knew who he received his race from that he was willing to say jesus i need you to give me the strength to run this race so that i have endurance to complete it well whatever hardship comes and so today church even as we start running this race a lot of us have already on this race let us ask god god i want to keep you at the core so that i'll have endurance to run well no matter what comes my way no matter what comes my way let us not replace you know because of the wear and tear of christian faith christian faith will have its own set of wear and tear we're not going to go on a road where you know uh the journey is going to be so easy we're just not going to be hovering you know hovering is literally where you have something just going above the surface no we are literally going to travel on so there's going to be wear and tear people will disappoint us situations will be tough things will not work our way but the race that is destined for us is one which god is saying if you have me as the core in your life i will give you endurance so today what do we need endurance for 
I don't know what you need endurance for. You might be needing endurance for a family member who's literally giving you trouble. You might be needing endurance for the spouse where you've been having doubts of walking out. Or you might be having, you know, you might want endurance because you as a parent are lacking it to bring up your own children. Or you might be wanting endurance because your work is just seems like a dead-end job. You just don't know whether this is the right place. Or your business has just not been able to climb up. It's just, you know, it seems like there's a lid on top. Nothing is coming through. Or for you, even the very fact of coming to church could be something which you really have to pick yourself up and you feel like you don't want to do it. Jesus is saying, if you keep me at my core, I'll give you endurance. Endurance so that you'll be able to run the race and do what I've destined for you to do. I love how Paul says it in verse 24. I'm going to read it again. But I do not consider my life as something of value or dear to me so that I may with joy finish my course and the ministry which I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify faithfully of the good news of God's precious undeserved grace which makes us free of the guilt of sin and grants us eternal life. Paul ran the race knowing that you know he didn't deserve to be running this race. He said, I didn't deserve to be running this race. I should have, you know, God should have completely wiped me off. But he chose me and he made me run. I received that undeserved grace. And so when we run this race, when we run this race with endurance, we are partakers of an undeserved grace that God's given us. And so it's not our business to actually quit midway and say, God, I cannot do it. As I mentioned earlier, this last week we were traveling, I had... Uh, both me and Tina got to sit and have dinner with my dear friend and as we were having uh, dinner he said you know what um, uh, you know my wife was um, sick was carrying and was sick and he strongly felt that you know what uh, if I just tell to her that you're not sick she'll be fine you know his friend called him up and was just chatting with him and when he told you know something like this he said you know the very marriage vows that we've taken in a church in front of God and in front of people is the fact that we have to look after someone who's sick. We are there with them when they are sick. That is something which we cannot, you know, uh, denounce and say, you know, that doesn't exist. It's a part of life. And, you know, I just wanted to go back to that entire marriage vow that we all have for those of you who've married who've said it goes on to say you know i so and so take so and so to be my lawfully uh, wedded husband or wife and how it goes on it says to have and to hold from this day forward for better for worse for richer for poorer in sickness and in health to love and to cherish till death do part according to god's holy law in the presence of god I make this vow. And he told me that, you know, the minute that person said that, it dawned on him that this Christian walk requires us to acknowledge that these are two extremes in which we will travel in. These are two parts which are, you know, which are on the same road that we are traveling. We will have sickness. We will have health. We might, you know, be in times of trouble and, you know, not, not having enough. And there will be times when we have plenty. There'll be times when, you know, we'll, it'll be for better or for worse. Our job is to stick together, is to make sure that Jesus is the core of our marriage. 
And I was encouraged even as I was preparing, I was reminded of that conversation that we had. That today many of us are looking for a way out rather than just making sure we are able to travel on. Are we willing to ask God saying, Jesus, I'll keep you in the core of my life. Could you please increase my endurance? Could you please give me that strength to run extra? Could you give me that strength to care extra? Could you give me that strength to love extra? Could you give me that strength to be patient more? And eventually you'll realize the more you meditate on God's word, the more you start not just learning, but even start doing and putting into practice, Jesus is actually giving you that endurance to run the race well. So today, I don't know what your journey is like. Today, I don't know what your struggles are like. It's been tough so far because you've had something else at the center of the core rather than Jesus. Can I ask you today, could you make Jesus the center? Could you make Jesus your core? I love what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. It goes on to say, where Jesus says, Come to me all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, you will find renewal, you will find blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. The minute I read this, I always get this comfort knowing that I'm not carrying the heavy load. Jesus is carrying it with me. And Jesus is, you know, not like this person who says, I'll only stick to going at 80 kilometers an hour. You have to catch up and, you know, you have to be with me. No, he's willing to travel with me in this pace that I'm going. And I want to acknowledge today the fact that a lot of us have been striving. A lot of us have been trying to carry that burden. A lot of us have been shouldering responsibility. You know, it's a lot of us grow up in situations where we have to shoulder responsibility. But as we go on, we need to realize that we are not the saviors of our own lives or our family lives or our situation. It's Jesus. So can we ask Jesus, Jesus, I'm heavily burdened. And I don't know what your heavenly burden today. But would you commit it to Jesus? Would you say, Jesus, I invite you to come next to me? Would you take this burden? I want to know, Lord Jesus, I want to walk with you. I want to walk in pace with you. I want you to be leading me the way. So that our yoke becomes easy and our burdens become light. Because when Jesus is there, Jesus doesn't change. But everything around changes. I love the fact that when Jesus goes to the Pharisee's house, Jesus didn't change, but the people around the Pharisee, the you know tax collectors and you know the people around who were thought to be the outcasts of society were changed. I love the fact that when Jesus comes into my life, Jesus doesn't change, but I keep changing to who Jesus wants me to be. I love the fact that when Jesus comes into my family's life and situations which I really need him to come into, he doesn't change, but he changes everything in his time. So church, I would like to ask you today, would you take this up and say, Jesus, I want you to be the core in my life so that you can hold it all together. Lord, I'm done trying to hold it all together. I'm done trying to be that glue, trying to fixing my pieces in my life together but I want you to come into my life and you being the core so that you can hold it on together. 
And the second thing is, Jesus, can you come into my life so that when you are the core, you increase my endurance? Because I don't want to give up halfway. I want to run well. I don't want to give up on the life that you've asked me to have here on this earth. I want to finish well. I want to make sure that I am the best son. I am the best husband. I am the best father I can be. And Jesus is willing to grace you with that. Jesus is willing to say, hey, I'm willing to journey along you with that. If you've asked for my help, I'm willing to come and say, share that yoke and, you know, make your burden light so that you'll be able to know that you can't do it on your own. You need me. So church, I don't know if you're really struggling today. If you've been struggling to let go, would you let go and say, Jesus, I want you to take complete control. Control so that he'll be able to dictate the term, so that we'll be able to listen and do what he says, so that we'll be able to run this race faithfully as Paul did. Because we are people who do not deserve his grace, but because we've accepted Jesus, we are, we've received this grace and that we'll run this race faithfully and complete it. So church, can we just close our eyes? And for those of you who want to make the decision to allow Jesus to be the core in your life, could you just raise your hand wherever you are? And I'm just going to pray this prayer so that God will be glorified. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've been doing in and through our lives, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the series that even as we started this, that you're realigning and you're refocusing us, Lord, to think and to see that, Lord, you are our core. And even right now, I pray over each and everyone who's lifted their hands. Lord, in obedience, Lord, we ask you that, Lord, you would come into our hearts, Lord Jesus, today. You would come into every decision, every area of our mind, Lord, that you would come in and you would become that core so that we'll be able to follow you. We'll be able to do what you ask us to do, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are sorry that we've been trying to hold everything together. We are sorry that we've been trying to, Lord, uh, take control over things and do it our way. But we give it back to you, Lord Jesus, saying you take control, you lead us, you guide us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for those of us who are in this life's journey where we've been struggling, Lord Jesus, with different situations in our life, where we don't, we've lacked the endurance, Lord Jesus. I pray even right now that you would give, Lord, families endurance. You would give sons and daughters endurance. You would give, Lord Jesus, spouses endurance, Lord Jesus. You would give each and every individual endurance to run their race to the fullest, Lord Jesus, that you have called them to do, Lord. And I pray that you will be glorified. You will be honored. I pray even right now that this week will be one which we, we, we wouldn't just be people who hear the word, but we'll be doers of your word, Lord. I pray this Monday to Saturday that we will keep you at the center and we will see things change, Lord Jesus. Change us inside out, Lord. We thank you. I pray that, Lord, you would go before us, strengthen us. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So church, even as you step into this week, remember that Jesus, when he's at the core, he's going to hold you together. He's going to hold everything in your life together if you commit it to him. And our prayer is that you would commit it to him. And if Jesus is at the core, he's going to give you that endurance. And remember when Jesus is at the core, things first will change in the inside and then it will start changing in the outside. So allow Jesus to work in and through you. If you want prayers, please do reach out to us. We would love to pray and journey along with you. I believe strongly that, you know, you don't have to do this 
race alone. There are many others who are running the race. That's why we meet as a church. That's why we gather as a church. That's why we pray together as a church and we fellowship together as a church. We learn from the Bible together because we don't want to be running this race alone, but we want to be running this race along with others so that we'll be able to complete and do what Jesus has called us to do. So even as you step into this week, go in assurance knowing that Jesus is with you. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.